There are many ways people listen to Vision, including DAB Plus Digital Radio. If you're in Greater Sydney, Melbourne or Brisbane and have a digital radio receiver in your car or home, you'll find Vision Christian Radio on the station list. If you're visiting one of these cities and hiring a car, there's a good chance it will have a DAB receiver and you'll be able to enjoy vision with exceptional sound quality while you drive around. If you don't already own a DAB receiver, you'll find many models, including clock radios at electronic retailers for under $100. To find out more about vision on digital radio and whether you're within the broadcast footprint, see vision.org.au slash DAB. However, and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Hello, Margaret Court. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Nice to be speaking with you. Well, Margaret, it was just wonderful uh, just recently in the lead up to your West Australian state election that we had this wonderful opportunity to come to Perth and uh, we saw that as a a bridging the gap between the East and the West and uh, I wanted to thank you for your hospitality for us while we were visiting and uh, the opportunity too to share some things about vision uh, with your congregation at the Victory Life Church. Uh, How are things going with your church? All going very well. Uh, It's keeping us busy a lot. Uh, happening. We just had a guest speaker this last weekend and he's over in uh, on the Gold Coast this weekend and uh, Mario Morello and we had some wonderful meetings. So no, all going very well. Now, when we talk about your career, Margaret, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the most titles, uh, the most major tennis titles uh, from any other uh, person in history uh, that that is is that a weight to uh, to bear upon your shoulders? I mean, when you think of that uh, these days, is that something like it seems like a past life that all of that sort of thing happened? Uh, I've got to pinch myself sometimes, uh, Neil, and think did did I really do that? It seems to be uh, so far from my life today, and uh, even though it's it's a part of my life that I loved. I knew it was a gift from God, uh, even as a little girl. Uh, but uh, it does seem a life's but a wisp, really. And, uh, you know, I can remember a lot of things about it, different Wimbledons or French championships and different matches. But uh, I thought if, if I go there now, I think, did I really play out there? <laughs> and of course, Margaret Court Arena at the Australian Tennis Centre. Uh, it's named after you, and uh, that's no doubt uh, quite a privilege that that has happened. Uh, and, yeah, and I'm aware that great honour. Yeah, I, I'm aware that uh, not only has that arena been used uh, as obviously a tennis venue, but uh, but just of recent times, uh, there was an opportunity too to to have a sort of a praise and worship gathering at that uh, arena. Uh, can you recall some of the, the the way you must have felt when you were a part of that? Well, I think uh, you know it was uh, uh, Heidi Baker. I was here early in the year in Australia, and a couple of young men who uh, uh, sort of had the idea. And I think one of them does quite a lot in Europe uh, in crusades. Decided just two weeks before uh, to invite Heidi Baker to Melbourne and. Uh, uh, so she said yes because she was staying on in Australia and, and went and uh, she was with us. This is back in February. 
And she said, well, you've got to come across. I wasn't coming to Melbourne. And so uh, then I felt very much I was to go. And and uh, those two young men, I mean, they took a risk. They really didn't have the money to put it on. They all got about 2,000 hits on Facebook that uh, uh, that uh, to, that she was coming. So they thought they had to go to a bigger venue. And that was the Margaret Court Arena. So they hired that for tonight, that, that night. And so... When I got up to, uh, she, they asked me to get up and speak. I mean, I just stood there and cried because uh, often I'd walked in there or even into the other arena and I just prayed. I prayed that one day these arenas would be filled for Christ and there I was seeing it. You're actually standing in what I'd actually seen. So it, it was, it was uh, you know, just a, a wonderful thrill and to see it being used in that way. I think the next time it'll be the Rod Laver Arena will be full. Mm. And, of course, with your name gracing, I think it's Court 3, isn't it? Uh, the Margaret Court Arena. Uh, really, yeah. you, uh, you've come under attack uh, this past week and the attack with uh, the call to have your name removed from Margaret Court Arena, in fact, came from... Uh, one of your uh, adversaries along the way in your tennis career, uh, Martina Navratilova, who is herself uh, a in a same-sex relationship, uh, but she's called for your name to be uh, to be removed. How do you feel when you get that sort of attack coming from uh, from people who really they're your contemporaries and uh, and people that you've you've played against and you hope that there's a wonderful spirit in the game, but uh, but not everybody's on your side, Margaret. I think it's very sad that they use my tennis for something that is a now thing. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's bullying. And I think it's, uh, you know, it's coming back at us uh, because it was always that we bullied or we were homophobic, uh, uh, you know. And I think it is their way of bullying now because I think uh, Australia is still Judeo-Christian and, uh, you know, they're, they're pushing very, very hard. But I've, I've got nothing against homosexual people as individuals themselves. They can do what they want to do. But my stand is, and my Christian beliefs, is marriage the Bible way. And I think it's very sad that they're using that to try to hit below the belt. And there is a sense, isn't there, that somehow or other you separate uh, that past as a tennis champion uh, from your current uh, pursuit as the leader of the uh, Victory Life Church in Perth. Uh, And in a sense, you made the comments that you did uh, in that Perth newspaper. It was like an open letter to the Qantas board and was published in the newspaper uh, but it was, it was in a sense, made from your position as a Christian leader and, uh, and saying right. this needs to be challenged. Well, it, you know, the, I read a letter was sent to me that was an open letter from Stuart Ballantyne from Queensland, who, who is a big businessman there and he's in four different nations in the world. And he wrote a wonderful letter and, you know, the press didn't actually put it in, but it went out as an open Letter, and I was thanking him because he was uh, saying about Alan Joyce uh, using Qantas as a platform to intimidate companies. And then he even went on to say, which nobody has said, he, he then went to say how, how uh, Qantas uh, has gone from number two uh, 
uh, airways in the world to number nine and how many, four, I think 4,500 staff they've put off and the money that they lost. And we had all the statistics there, but nobody puts that. And that's in the nine years that Alan Joyce has been running the company. And he said that, you know, it's just, well, it is. It's like bullying companies to say, if you don't, uh, you're not in favor of uh, a gay marriage, we're going to boycott you. And I think it's very sad when we've got into our nation. And, you know, a lot, a lot of people don't even know about it or understand. They, they think what is going on. And the whole thing, this whole thing affects our whole nation. And to me, that's what's so very sad because we're built on a biblical constitution. We're a Christian country and it's undermining our values and our, our morals. And it's really a minority uh, group of people. And I, I think it's it's sad in, in what's trying to happen within our nation. And so I'm just standing up and that's what I went in with that same letter, just like that, uh, really saying, well, that's what's happening. And um, I think then it sort of opened up and to a discussion where I think I had cameras and from all over the place, not looking for that. But I said, I'm not doing it unless I go live because they just misinterpret you or they edit things and it's nothing that you said. So I said, I'm not doing that anymore. And and did they put you to air live? They put me to air live and uh, I went to Channel 9, Channel 7, Channel 10. Probably a, a mistake that I, just before I went on Channel 10, they asked me would I do Project, uh, the television show. I'd never seen it, I'd never watched it and that was probably uh, the wrong thing to do. But I went on there and it really showed me uh, how low we have gone in uh, you know, no honour, no respect uh, for people. And uh, just they want to get their opinion aco- across, but they don't want to listen to anything we have to say. Because that's why I said, you know, nobody's allowed to speak why where marriage is so important from a, a biblical side, why a child needs a, a mother and a father. And we know things go wrong in marriages and that, but it's... But God's way, it protects our nation because of spiritual laws and natural laws. And God has spiritual laws. And if a natural law is if a policeman stood in the middle of the road and put his hand up and said, stop, you'd stop. And spiritual laws is God said, stop, nation, you're going the wrong way. And, you know, you'd pray that there's enough people that stand up can flag this nation down and say, no, we're not going the way of some of the other nations because they're having so many problems in other other nations. I'm patron of the Australian Family Association, so I get lots of uh, things coming through what's happening in other nations. We don't want our nation going that way, Neil. So that's all I'm doing is saying, flagging them down, saying, please stop. We don't need it in our nation we love the people, but a wrong doesn't make a right. Visions 2020 with Neil Johnson. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. 
Tennis legend Margaret Court is our guest, one of our nation's greatest ever sports people and in the same league as the greatest sporting champions that you can think of. Well, for the past 20 years, Margaret Court has been at the helm of the Victory Life Centre, one of the biggest churches in Western Australia. She's our guest today. We're talking through the issues and the controversy over a letter that Margaret Court wrote last week challenging the Qantas board. Uh, we're talking some more about this. Uh, the biggest thing I imagine, Margaret, out of the letter that you wrote that captured people's imagination, that started this controversy afresh, is the idea that you said uh, that for uh, so uh, much of your sporting career you flew around the world on Qantas Airlines and you were a proud supporter of Qantas, but you've changed your position on whether you will prefer Qantas as uh, the aircraft that you'll use with your extensive travel arrangements these days. Uh, What were you saying in your letter with regards to your preference for travelling on another airline other than our national carrier? Well, I did. You know, when I was playing tennis, I couldn't wait to get on the the Qantas airline. And, you know, I always loved representing my nation, Neil, and played for it. Back then there was no money, so when you even played at Wimbledon, You'd, uh, you know, you were representing your nation, and to see the Qantas plane, it was one lovely to get on there with the uh, the stewards and stewardess and the, with some Aussies, because not a lot of Australians travelled. This is back in the uh, early sixties, and it, you were always so proud. And uh, you know, I I think no, when uh, Stuart Ballantyne said what he said, and and you know, you sort of think. No, well, you know, they're just telling us what to do all the time. I thought, I don't think I really I want to fly Qantas anymore because of the treatment. And I just think we haven't heard anything from the board of Qantas. Uh, you, nothing, nobody's saying anything. I think they're the ones they should be talking to. And I think, no. So I, I said, I'm not, I'm not flying Qantas. Maybe I will in the future, but not at this time. I'm not flying Qantas. Well, one must assume that if no one's heard from the board of Qantas uh, drawing the CEO into line, that the board of Qantas therefore supports uh, the comments that are made by Alan Joyce as the Qantas CEO. And if the board are not saying anything, you might assume uh, that the board, being representative of the shareholders of Qantas, uh, would be uh, largely reflecting what the shareholders would feel. But it couldn't be the case, could it, that every shareholder of Qantas no, shares would be supporting I, same-sex marriage? I wonder, too, whether the press has even gone to Qantas. And I think he he is the one, or they are the ones, the board, that they should be looking at and uh, asking what what is going on. Because I think a lot of people, I've had quite a, letter, a lot of people now uh, coming through and saying, I've, I'm not flying with Qantas anymore. Um, so I, I just feel that, uh, uh, you know, that they need to make a statement and they haven't made a statement whatsoever. Uh, people might be concerned uh, because when Margaret Court says, uh, as the national carrier, I'm no longer going to support them, even though uh, you've flown with that national carrier while you've supported our nation uh, through your years as the greatest tennis player in history. Uh, there is a sense in which some people will say uh, Margaret Court is calling for a boycott of Qantas. 
Is it that harsh that you're saying, you know, follow me, uh, follow the leader? I'm saying I'm not flying Qantas anymore. Therefore, uh, you know, for those who are concerned, this is the biggest comment, the biggest statement you can make. Is that the way you've uh, you've well, set out I, to be? You know, Neil, that's not my heart. Um, you know, it'd be nice to hear from the Qantas board, and I think the Qantas board should release a, a statement of some kind. That that's not my heart. Uh, to do that. That is, people can do what they want to do. I'm not uh, trying to influence people, but that's where Stuart Ballantyne and myself uh, feel feel very strongly about it. And it, because it, it, it affects our nation in all this, it's not so much about that. It's, it's about marriage. The whole thing is about marriage. I, as I said, I have nothing against gay people, but... Um, a child needs a mother and a father, and the first two chapters of the Bible are all about family. And I mean, that's the beginning. And and to me, it's uh, what do our young people? That's why I said, like putting your hand up and say, stop, don't go this way, because all the, the gay lobby is behind that bullying program in the schools, and you know, children not knowing whether they're they're beginning to taking out. He and she, and you become a nit and a we and a they. And, um, you know, if you feel like being a girl, you can dress like a girl if you're a boy. And if you're a boy, you can... Oh, I think, what confusion to a child. I get confused talking about it. <laughs> we'll continue to... child's like. We'll unpack some more of this. Before we take some calls... Uh, one of the things that you said in your letter, of course, is that uh, I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman because that's what the Bible teaches. That's right. And that's what we expect to hear from our Christian leaders. And as you reflect that, uh, it's not something that's ambiguous or something that you've just read into there. It's quite clear, isn't it? Jesus refers back to the Garden of Eden and he says... Uh, for this reason, a man will leave his mother and father and be united with his wife, and the two will become one flesh. What we're talking about here is marriage, and it's a natural marriage, but because Jesus refers to it, it's also the divine uh, imprimatur, if you like, on, right. on the marriage, the natural marriage between a man and a woman. So so for Christians, this is not something that's rocket science. This is very straightforward and and something we ought to just... Uh, accept uh, and graciously bat off the criticisms that come our way when when people say you can't think of marriage like but, that. But you know, Neil, I have uh, had letters from atheists, and they say I'm not a Christian, but I know marriage is between a man and a woman. And uh, you know, there's very very good people out there. They're not. They may not even believe in Christian beliefs, but they know that marriage is between a man and a woman. And uh, you know, it's we know that it's a boy and a girl. Uh, I mean, when I was little, I was very much a tomboy. My mum used to say to me, "You should have been a boy. I could kick the football better than anybody and play cricket." But you know what? I always knew I was a girl, and I I was conscious, and I was brought up like that. And and I liked wearing shorts, but I liked wearing dresses, and and I was never any other thought was ever said but with the literature the bullying the stuff that's put out today into children's minds I tell you what if you haven't got parents who bring you up that way and you've got parents that don't care and and you're hurt and offended in somebody saying something to you or 
I tell you, a child can just start to think, well, maybe I am a girl when they're a boy, or maybe I'm a, a boy and I'm a girl. And, and you, your thoughts, and even medically, they're knowing now, because as a mind, is a battlefield. And uh, that's why I wrote that book, Train Your Brain, because the mind isn't. It's all in the Bible. It's, God's got so much in there about the mind, how it affects us, affects our emotions, our feelings. And you can think, oh, I'm a boy, and it'll affect your emotions and feelings and everything else. And so that's all the devil. Well, that is a devil, but that's what Hitler did, and that's what communism did. Got the mind of the children, and and it's a whole plot in our nation and in the nations of the world to get the minds of the children. We're taking calls on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. We'll take quick calls. So let's first of all hear from Dow in Queensland. I think is it Dow? Yeah. Hello, Dow. What's what are your thoughts? Yeah. Hello. Hello, Dow. Hi. I'm Hi driving, I'm just going to pull over here and, and stop. But what I wanted to say to start off was, it's such a great relief and, and to hear someone stand up for what is right. As Christians, we need more people like that to do. The thing that saddens me the most is that the people that is in the wrong, it's the people that shout the loudest. And companies like uh, uh, Qantas, who then bows down to to this form of, of bullying in saying, oh, well, we're changing, we accept that, and that's the way it is, is that they feel threatened to be boycotted by a minority group. But as the majority of people that is right, we keep quiet. We don't speak up. We don't say, well, we're going to boycott that company because of the way they are changing what should be right and what is wrong. We, we keep as, as the majority group, and the minority, which has now got a voice through social media, is bullying everyone to their ways. And there's people trolling the web and trolling everything and then attacking uh, these people blatantly and threatening them with, with this, let's call it, I want to say, empty threats, because they are a minority group, and there's a reason why they are a minority group, because they are wrong. The Bible teaches us very clearly on, on marriage and where it should be and what it shouldn't be. So for us to change that and to, to put another uh, meaning to it, that just, that just is so wrong. But as Christians, we keep quiet about this, and we don't say because we want to be political correct. And, and I just find that so bad. Now, I'm going to cut in because uh, we're not far out from news. A very quick response from you, Margaret Court. Well, we're, we're to love the people. I mean, that's biblical to do that, but we do need to be a voice. It's very important that we are a voice in this time because if there's no voice, there'll be no light shone on it. And so I believe every Christian or every person out there who, who believes that marriage is between a man and a woman should be a voice or they should write letters out to the open press don't write them to Qantas probably because I'll probably put them in the rubbish bin. Yeah. But you can write them to Qantas also. Margaret, I'll need to cut in because we're about to go to news. We're talking about the growing backlash to companies supporting same-sex marriage. Margaret Court is our guest. We're back with more after Vision National News. The debate over marriage has been raging over the weekend. At the centre of the latest controversy are comments that were made last week by Margaret Court. 
who is pastor of the Victory Life Centre Church in Perth. Why such attention? You'll also be aware that Margaret Court, in her tennis career, won more major tennis titles than any other person in history. And not just in Australia, but any other person in the history of the game of tennis. Well, she's one of our nation's greatest ever sports people and in the same league as the greatest sporting champions you can think of. But the interesting twist on all of that is that for the past 20 years, Margaret Court has been at the helm of the Victory Life Centre, one of Australia's biggest churches, uh, one of the biggest churches in WA. It's considered a mega church. There are thousands of believers gathering each week to worship at a church that is led by Margaret Court. So as she's written a letter challenging the Qantas board about uh, about all sorts of uh, issues to do with the uh, the way that the CEO of Qantas has used the resources of Qantas to promote same-sex marriage. Uh, she's come into the spotlight in a significant way. Uh, Margaret, let's take some calls before we uh, tackle some more dimensions of this. Uh, let's hear a call uh, from, firstly, uh, Shelby in Sunnybank in Queensland, who's been waiting very patiently. Hello, Shelby. Welcome along. Hello, um, uh, Margaret and uh, Neil. Neil, um, Hello, I, I, I just want to say, on, uh, on, it's so fantastic. Someone, uh, Margaret, of your uh, uh, has stood so proud for God. Um, and um, I just think these people on that, um, uh, uh, I just think these people on that uh, project, uh, well, he especially, have made a complete and utter fool of themselves because him and his wife are supposed to be Muslim. And... <laughs> It's just amazing what the what the to believe the Quran says about what to do with um, uh, homosexual. I think it says to kill them. So I'm just incredible. Uh, it's just incredible, and I think you were brave to go onto that show, regardless of that you knew, didn't know about it. And I think you've done well to have been on the show uh, and the way that you handled them. And it's just amazing uh, that these. Thank you. Pagan, self-centered people um, in a minority uh, have been such extremists and doing the crazy things that they are doing to try and get control of the media to to control this issue. Shelby, good thoughts in there. A response from Margaret Court? Well, I think, uh, Shelby, there's a, a lot of double standards today, and uh, which is very, very sad in in community and... You know, if you do believe the Bible and you're a Christian and, you know, you love Jesus, you love the Word of God because it is real and alive, you know, you want everybody else to have it. And, and I think, you know, Christianity is, uh, you know, you just heard before that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It's the only way our young people are going to hear and they're hearing all the wrong things. And uh, I know on that show particularly uh, I was being uh, bullied, uh, but I think it became more detrimental to them than it did to me. And, uh, and I think maybe people will start to realize what's out there and how uh, there's not a lot of honor respect for anybody anymore. It's all about what I, I want to get across, what I, I want to say, and that's uh, to the lobby or to whoever they're trying to push something and they want it their way. And I think it, it's very sad that our young people are having to hear a lot of, a lot of this. 
Shelby from Sunnybank in Queensland, thanks for your insight today on 2020. Our talkback line is open on 1800 316 316. Let's take another call from Gary in Tambo Upper in Victoria. Hello, Gary. Welcome along. Hi. Hello, Gary. Gary, what are your thoughts? Yes, well, um, I, I want to sort of um, agree with what the previous caller said. I happened to be watching the project as well um, because I heard Margaret was going to be on it. And uh, I just want to say, Margaret, well done for standing up for Christ. And um, Jesus is the same today, yesterday and tomorrow. He never changes. And um, it was so obvious that uh, there's a spiritual battle going on. But even for people that aren't Christians that would have realised that, I, I think the very comments and the belittling and the, the trying to get a humour and a joke in to win supposedly they think their audience, so many people out there that aren't Christian but have that, that moral-based compass inside them would That's have known right. that what they were doing and what they were saying was wrong and that I think it's going to work incredibly against them because of the just the total not letting you speak, not letting you say. They were trying to cut you off every time and it was so obvious that if you open your mouth, people are going to hear the truth. And, and see... We know that as Christians. We know the devil will try everything in his realm to do that. But even, I believe, what you did was a powerful thing and so many people, perhaps that were sitting on the fence, might have just drawn closer to you and the side of Jesus because of what you did. So I just want to compliment you on standing strong and firm to Jesus. Margaret. Thank you. Uh, I do, and I think all of us uh, need to be a voice in this time, and you are being a voice. And I... I think the, uh, just not the body of Christ, but really good people out there, uh, they need to be a voice because I keep going back because all this will affect the future of our nation, marriage, family. I think it'll, uh, you know, if we're not a voice, uh, there'll be such a moral decline to come in our nation and to our grandchildren, the children of the future. And it's all about the, the children, the next generation. And 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 I think we every one of us have to be a voice out there. Gary from Tambo Upper, thanks so much for your Thank input you. today here on Twenty Twenty. Let's take another one. Annette is on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Hello, Annette. Welcome along. Hi. Good morning, Annette. What are your thoughts? Hello, Annette. Hi. Um, yeah. God bless you, Margaret Court. What an amazing human being and an Australian you are. Praise God. Thank you. Um, of course, it comes to my heart immediately that blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake, for theirs is the kingdom of God. So, Thank bless you. Thank you for that. But just the one thing that's been a bone of contention for me for a long time is the elephant in the room, which is two men, babies are born from a man and a woman. So therefore, right. two men or two women... They are entitled to, you know, follow after their own flesh. But we know that it's not the God's creation. So it's just, um, that's about it. Well, Your thoughts, Margaret? Thank you. We, well, we know that homosexuality is the lust of the flesh. So is adultery, fornication, all those things are a lust of the flesh. And we know, we know it's not God and... I think, you know, they, they too know this. This is why they want marriage, because it's self-satisfying. Uh, I think they know it comes against uh, Christianity, the beliefs of God, but 
in some way it's justifying. But I know some homosexual people who uh, don't, they don't want marriage. They're, they're happy. They're, they'll say to me, we, we don't want this. We, do, we don't want to take over marriage. And uh, I'd just like some of them to perhaps to start to, to write and say, no, we don't want this equality. And uh, so, I mean, it, there's, it's just really a minority group. And they'd like to, as on the project, to think there's, uh, I think they said something like, 65% of people, and I said, no, there's not. You know, their statistics are very, very wrong, but they want us to think they've got the majority. And uh, we know, everybody uh, knows that, that it is wrong, And but it's uh, they're after our young ones. That's what they're after. Thank you so much to Annette from the Gold Coast for your insight today on 2020. Uh, let's take a pause on the calls for a few moments to raise another big dimension that I know listeners will be Im- Im- impressed to hear uh, uh, input from you, Margaret Court, being a uh, a sporting icon. When we talk about marriage and the definition of marriage, uh, people talk about LGBTQI and even they put an asterisk on the end there because uh, there are many other genders you could add to uh, the list of lesbian, gay, bi, trans, all of those sorts of things. As a sportswoman, you'll be acutely aware that if there are transgender people who are Uh, going through a change from uh, male to female uh, and then having the desire to compete uh, as a man previously in uh, in women's sport. What do you feel about the future of women's sport if there was to be a definition change of marriage? Well, I think this is why you do try to prevent because I think within America they're having a, a lot, a lot of problems. I think we're... Uh, We had uh, a woman there, transgender, came to be a man. And now, because I get literature, and now uh, she's uh, having, she was, when I got this, she was seven months pregnant and she's a man. And, you know, it's just, it's just so many complications, so confusing. And uh, I don't think anybody or governments, uh, are thinking about the future, what it is going to bring in this area. And I think, you know, you're going to have Olympics, you're going to have all different uh, sporting things where men are going to have changed a woman, want to run. Uh, we had uh, back, uh, even when I was playing, was Renee Richards uh, was a man, became a woman, and wanting to, to play, wasn't a very good player, but uh, it's just such a battle, uh, and it, it will bring this. And this, is, but again, we get back to the children. Uh, you know what? It it brings such confusion, and that's where a lot of it stems out of. As I said earlier, is from the mind not knowing what they are, because when you biblically come through the Word of God, you can change those thoughts. Your thoughts through Jesus Christ and through the Word of God will change those feelings and emotions to who you are, what you should be, and who you are in Christ. And people don't know the power of the Word, of the spoken Word. Your faith in your life will be no higher than your mouth. 
if somebody says, oh, you're a little girl, and you start to speak, oh, my my daddy and mummy think uh, they actually a boy. My, uh, they think I'm a girl, and they want me to be a girl. Uh, I mean, that, that starts to affect your whole life. And this is what we're bringing such confusion into the world. We'll have it in sport. They're getting it in sport right now. I mean, tennis is... Uh, full of lesbians because even when I was playing, there was only a couple there, but those couple that led that took young ones into parties and things and and things they just, because they like to be around heroes and, uh, you know, what what you get at the top is often what you'll get right through that sport. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Our special guest this hour is Margaret Court, tennis legend, but also for the past 20 years, Margaret's been at the helm of the Victory Life Centre, one of the biggest churches in Australia, uh, and uh, certainly one of the biggest churches there in WA, considered a mega church with thousands of believers gathering each week. Uh, we've been taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Margaret, let's uh, see if we can squeeze in one or two more. Let's hear from Pastor Solomon in North Sydney. Hello, Pastor Solomon. Welcome along to 20. 20. Hello, Solomon? Yes, uh, good morning. Uh, thanks for taking my call, uh, Neil. Uh, Solomon, what are your thoughts? Uh, Pastor Margaret, uh, uh, I just want to uh, echo what uh, the other speakers have uh, also uh, said in regards to your positioning. I, I just want to go a little bit further. I believe the Lord has uh, appointed you to... Uh, to uh, this particular time, it's like the book of Judges. You're the uh, Deborah, the prophetess and the judge. It appears that there's no other major uh, Christian church, particularly from evangelical uh, charismatic sides, uh, standing up. So the Lord is, has given uh, that special mandate for you. And I just want to uh, cover we, you with his prayers and also suggest that we as uh, prayer warriors and intercessors in Australia to really be involved with the uh, with with these uh, uh, agendas, not only the LGBT. Uh, the uh, uh, we are currently part of the teams that are fasting and praying for the Ramadan, which started on Saturday. So we we are a part and parcel of of uh, the Lord's battle that you're currently facing. Pastor uh, Solomon, uh, some good thoughts in there. Response from Margaret Court? Well, thank you. I mean, I didn't uh, ask for this. I wasn't looking for it. Uh, but I somehow do believe it's a time. Uh, I know there's a great grace on it. And I know God's in it. And I just like the Church of the Nation to wake up and the, the blindness be pulled down off their eyes and over their ears to what God is really saying in this time and particularly for family, to stand for family because God is family from the beginning right through the Bible. The whole Bible's about family. Even Jesus came in through family. Everything is about the family and that is the only thing the devil is after and he uses people and we love the people but we just want this nation to be a lighthouse nation to the world that we don't need to go that way and I do thank you. 
Pastor Solomon uh, from New South Wales. And just to qualify uh, too, uh, as we move on, uh, when Pastor Solomon says uh, he's not sure that many evangelical church leaders are standing up, you know what, I think they are standing up and they do have a position, but they're not given the same level of priority in mainstream media as what they deserve because they have substantial things to add to the debate uh, but there are not people who are willing to listen and give them a platform to be able to speak those things into the debate. Uh, you've been able well, to I cut think, through that, Margaret. Yes, and I think it is a time, though, for letters to the government and and out into open press. Uh, you have to get it not just to because people can so easily just put it in the rubbish bin if it, like if it goes to Qantas. I think it just has to go out into the open or to the political um, because uh, they will just get rid of it. They, they don't want it to be known that they're getting all this. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put a line under the calls there. Just a few minutes remaining for our conversation. Uh, Margaret, the Prime Minister's been quite supportive uh, over the weekend and he's come out w- with a comment that says it's ridiculous to think that uh, that Margaret Court's name would be removed from Margaret Court Arena. Uh, are, you, uh, are you heartened by the fact that the Prime Minister is trying to speak some sense into this latest furor? Uh, I think so and I appreciate that very much because, uh, you know, I think my past, uh, my tennis was a part of my life. Uh, I became a Christian when I was number one in the world. I gave my heart to Christ. I had fame. I had money. You would have thought I had everything, but I really knew there was something missing in my life. And, uh, uh, you know, and I was very, very simple, uh, you know, just saying the prayer and uh, you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, thou shalt be saved. I, I more or less just said that out like that, Jesus, I want to know you come into my heart. And I tell you, I had an encounter with Christ and, and it's been there ever since. And you start to learn from the Bible what is really ours and how powerful it is. But how powerful words are, how powerful media is, how, you know, that's why the gay lobby have have used words and press and in the right places because they could be a voice well i believe we are to be the voice of our lord jesus christ and the voice of good for family and protect family and guard our nation in this time and uh, because that's where the blessing comes from and we are such a blessed nation and we need to keep it that way And of course, church leaders, it is incumbent upon each one to stand for truth. And when we talk about the truth of the Bible, part of that truth is that marriage is between a man and a woman. But you've gone to great lengths, Margaret Court, to say that you're not against gay people. In fact, as a church leader who stands for truth, you want to open your arms and you want to embrace people so that they too are not excluded from the testimony that well, you shared of being able to come okay. to Christ. Well, we've got them in in our church and uh, we have two men there who, uh, you know, were young, as I said earlier, were abused and and now, and they've been through prostitution, everything, and now they're married and got children. And uh, I know they've put a letter out there, whether the uh, the press will uh, take it from them and, and put it in the paper, because it's very, very powerful. And they're trying to also protect young people from uh, going this way, 
because they know that it'll destroy their lives. And uh, so, you know, you, you love the people we're there to help them to overcome. And not against the people, the human beings. And 92%, uh, they say, in America uh, have either been abused in some form sexually or emotionally at an early age for them to even be this way. And, and so this, those statistics are very high. And we're to love all people. Well, time has run out. Uh, let me point people to Victory Life Centre. Uh, you can arrive, and I know that for Western Australian listeners and for those who are listening in Perth, uh, when you visit Perth, uh, drop in and uh, give Margaret Court a wave. I know not everybody gets to shake your hand, Margaret, because uh, there are thousands who turn up for church on Sunday. Uh, but, well, uh, I normally stand often at the back door and shake people's hands, and, uh, uh, you know, you, you just want people to grow in the things of God. And experience, it says that we're to know him here on earth as it is in heaven, to know his love, to know his presence. I tell you, Neil, there's nothing like knowing his presence, and uh, that's what he wants us to have here, not waiting until we get home to heaven, because we're just passing through this earth, and life's but a wisp. But we we need to know him here, his presence, and there's nothing quite like the peace of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Margaret, the controversy is not all over yet. Uh, There are more things that will be said uh, in the mainstream media and uh, we'll be monitoring things along and we'll talk about those things as they unfold in the week ahead. Uh, But I think uh, that I could uh, reflect the thoughts and prayers of listeners who might be listening uh, in every... uh, in every corner of, uh, of places right around Australia, almost 700 cities and towns around the country, uh, so many will be keeping you in their prayers as you do stand for righteousness, as you do stand for what the Bible teaches, and as a Christian leader that you make your voice known. And uh, you are an inspiration, and uh, as always, uh, just uh, always appreciate uh, getting your insights and having a chat with you. Margaret Court, thanks for being with us on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.